It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Arizona Cardinals are not looking to draft a quarterback, but there are plenty of teams who are, which makes it open season on potential trades for the number three overall pick. So what's truly behind the Cardinals publicizing the availability of that pick? Also, Zion Williamson is nowhere near returning to the Pelicans, and the next stars of the WNBA found homes. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. At number three in the upcoming NFL draft, the Arizona Cardinals appear to be a pivot point. And the latest reporting says as many as half a dozen teams have tried to move up to number three with the Arizona Cardinals, a new front office, a new coaching staff. So, you know, of course, everyone there doing a great job trying to solicit business here at number three overall in a draft where there aren't truly elite prospects, at least to the consensus here. So Alex Clancy from Locked On Cardinals joins me now. And, and Alex, I think it would be easy if you were cynical to say, well, this is the Cardinals way of saying, please offer us more than teams have offered so far. What reason do we have to believe that's not what's going on here right now? Because things get weird from now on into the draft last two weeks. It just, it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, of course that makes sense. I mean, look what happened with San Francisco moving up a couple of years ago to get Trey Lance. Nobody had that on their bingo card six weeks beforehand. And one thing that the Cardinals absolutely need is another team not named Indianapolis to want the number three overall pick more than the team named Indianapolis. And I think that's – I don't think the Cardinals are smart enough to put <laughs> this kind of chum in the water if there wasn't some validity to it. So I, when, when the Chicago Bears made their trade down from one, it seemed like they took value to say, okay, we're going to move past the Will Andersons and the Jalen Carters of the world and understand you're just going to have to compensate us to move down from one to nine. If the Cardinals are going to make that kind of move, is there um, a basement that you think makes sense for them to say, okay, look, Yes, give us the draft capital, but we'd still like to take a blue chip player in this draft. And if we fall past this person, you know, it's going to be hard for us to do that. Or is it going to be, okay, if we're going to go to 15 or whatever the number is, then you really are going to have to pay up for this. Yeah, it's interesting because one of the, you know, scenarios that I've kind of floated because drafting Will Anderson at three is the only thing that people talk about. I'm like, let's think outside the box here a little bit. If the Cardinals trade back once to like the Raiders or something, like if CJ Stroud and one of CJ Stroud or Bryce Young are available, all bets are off. Everything's different at three if one of those two guys, like if, you know, Carolina wants to take Anthony Richardson at one, crazier things have happened. If the Cardinals trade out of the Will Anderson, you know, ecosystem or, or, or solar system, I say trade down as many times as you can because the crazy part about it is like, say they get down to 10 or 11, say Tennessee gets a stick up their rear end and wants to trade up. 
that come brings into play Jackson Smith and Jigba, Bijan Robinson. Like the skill position guys in the middle of the first round are wanted to be traded up for, just not all the way to the top, obviously. The Cardinals can get an absolute massive haul and still get at least a player of impact at a position they need help with, which besides quarterback, uh, punter, and tight end, they need. So it doesn't really matter who they draft as long as it's somebody that they scout well enough and they can get who can make an impact in year one. I only ask this because there's this is a new regime, a new administration, a new coaching staff. How crazy is it for the Cardinals to consider, just consider, not draft, consider these quarterbacks? If the two golden children in 2024 didn't exist, mm. we may be able to talk about that now. I don't. Th- I think it'd be a fool's errand still, because I still think Kyler Murray had it. And I've talked with you a lot about this and on the podcast. Yeah. He's had enough oh my God moments to where with good coaching to massage more oh my God moments out of him. The jury is still far from, they're not even in deliberation about Kyler Murray yet. Now with the trade back though, Peter Bukowski, all the Cardinals do with trading back is get another lotto ticket for the Caleb Williams sweepstakes next year, which is going to be a hoot. So we could have that conversation next year, but I think that is another built-in reason why trading back is definitely an option for the Cardinals. Stay up to date all season on the Arizona Cardinals by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Cardinals on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, Zion isn't close to returning. Before we discuss why that is... Cliff Kingsbury has found a new gig, and it's not on the beaches of Thailand. We are ready for the NBA playoffs, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be winning the NBA title. Or take a look at the lines on the play-in games. FanDuel likes the Heat by five over the Hawks and the Lakers by seven and a half over the banged up T-Wolves. They bang themselves up a little bit too. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss out your shot. At a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. He left on an Asian vacation right after he left the Arizona Cardinals, but former Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury is slated to join the USC football staff in a role working with quarterbacks, according to a report from ESPN. The Cardinals fired Kingsbury in January after a 4-13 season. He went 28-37-1 in four years with Arizona, making the playoffs just the one time. Then USC head coach Clay Helton hired Kingsbury to be the school's 
offensive coordinator back in December 2018 before Kingsbury departed for Arizona in January 2019. The Minnesota Timberwolves suspended center Rudy Gobert for Tuesday's playing game against the LA Lakers after he threw a punch at teammate Kyle Anderson in a team huddle on Sunday. The Timberwolves will be without Gobert and power forward Jaden McDaniels, who broke his right hand after punching a wall in an arena tunnel in Sunday's victory over New Orleans. The T-Wolves have a cushion if they lose and can still play the winner of New Orleans, Oklahoma City for a chance to make the playoffs, but two punches in one game. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. The Tampa Bay Rays have just decided losing is not part of the plan. They became the first team since 1987 to go at least 10-0 to begin the season. That was the Brewers. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays continue to stay undefeated as they win their 10th straight game, 10-0 to start the 2023 season. It was a little nerve-wracking considering the game was nil-nil all the way into the bottom of the eighth inning. That was until Brandon Lau launched a solo home run to give the Rays the lead for good. Not only that, though, but a strong, strong pitching performance. Performance is, I should say, from the likes of Galen Beeks, Josh Fleming building his confidence back up, Colin Pochet, and then Pete Fairbanks getting the Rays' very first save of the season. So the Rays continue to make history and continue to shock and impress the baseball world. We'll see if they can keep it up this week as competition's a little bit tougher facing the Red Sox compared to the Tigers, the Nationals, and the Athletics that the Rays have faced uh, so far this year. So we'll see what happens going forward. I'm not that old, but I was born in 1987. That's a long time ago. The Chicago Cubs got a dramatic dub. Just an awesome game today at Wrigley Field. Cubs win in 10, 3-2 over Seattle. Their first one-run victory of the season. One of the better games you'll see. Just very well played by both teams. Good hitting, good pitching, good defense. Came down to the wire. The Mariners tied it in the ninth on a solo home run. Cubs came back, won at the bottom of the 10th. So many stars to shout out. Drew Smiley was terrific. Keegan Thompson got out of a huge jam in the 10th inning to swing it in, swing it over to the bottom of the 10th. And, and Nico Horner did the job once again when it mattered most. And the Cubs found a way to win this game. It was a, uh, a really good game. Like I said, Cubs are now 5-4. and four. Uh, two more against Seattle, but they're playing a really nice, fun, exciting, likable brand of baseball right now, and uh, I think Cub fans are starting to catch on. And on the ice, the Dallas Stars thoroughly dismantled the Detroit Red Wings. The Dallas Stars handled the Detroit Red Wings 6-1 to on a night that was highlighted by Joe Pavelski's 1,000th NHL point. Hey, everybody. This is Dane Lewis with the Lockdown Stars podcast, and it was pure domination from the Stars from start to finish in the Motor City. They scored the first six goals of the game in an absolute offensive explosion. Jason Robertson with three points, Rope Hints with four points, Miro Haskinen with two, and of course, the biggest storyline of the night, Joe Pavelski, Captain America, gets his 1,000th career NHL point, of course, coming in on a tip-in goal. Couldn't envision it any other way for number 16. That's been his bread and butter his entire career, and he uses it tonight, his 27th goal of the season, to help propel the Stars 
past the Red Wings in a game that was just all-stars from start to finish. Here is another story you need to know. In what promises to be an absolute bloodbath in the Western Conference, the New Orleans Pelicans are sitting at the nine spot in the play-in tournament. They get the Oklahoma City Thunder on Wednesday. And according to the latest reporting from Sham Sarania, there is really no timetable for the return of their superstar, Zion Williamson. In the meantime, it will be up to Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum and company to make do while the making is doable. Jake Madison from Locked on Pelicans join me now. And, and Jake, this is a team that has at times this season looked like a legitimate team in the Western Conference. And then at times it's sort of like, what are we doing here? What version of the Pelicans without Zion do we expect to see in the play-in tournament? Great question. That's what we're going to find out, I think, on Wednesday. Look, as someone who covers this team every single day, has covered all 82 games, right, and has done this for six years with this squad, I don't really know who we're going to see on Wednesday, and I don't think that's exactly something that should inspire confidence in Pelicans fans mm-hmm. and people around the NBA right now. You know, this is a team that closed the season well. They were 7-3 and three to end the season. You had Brandon Ingram playing like an all-NBA level guy, regularly putting up 30-plus points, had a couple of triple-doubles in there the first of his career, led this team, and it seems like they kind of figured some things out. Without Zion Williamson, their offense has been a slog at times. It caused them to lose 10 straight games, but they got things going to end the year. And then in the final game of the regular season, a game that would have secured the eighth spot for him, meaning it's an easier path through the playing tournament to the postseason, in the second half against the Timberwolves, who are literally fighting each other in walls, right? They came out and just looked terrible. They looked like the team that had lost 10 straight games, couldn't get any offense going whatsoever. And now they're playing the playing tournament. You know, against the in the same spot they were last year, nine versus ten, a game they beat uh the Spurs in last year. But this is much tougher. The Spurs were 14 games under 500 at that point in time. You have the Oklahoma City Thunder who won 40 games this year. That's two games fewer than the Pelicans did. You have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's going to be an all-NBA guy, maybe first team, who's averaged over 34 points per game against the Pelicans this season. This is a much tougher spot to be in than they were a year ago. So if you're going to try and project this team forward, which... I, what what is this the the 15th year that we're doing that with this team like let's project them a year into the future what do you want to see from this team now to make you feel like okay if and has there ever been a bigger if than Zion Williamson's health but if Zion Williamson can re- be reincorporated next season um, this team can do something what do you want to see that would give you that opportunity to just say if it's tough, right? Because this is an entirely different squad with him out there. And I, I, don't, I sure. don't truly know if there's like anything they can do. Be like, oh yeah, you just put Zion in that and they're going to be good. They were good when they had him this year. They were the one seed in the Western Conference in yeah, December. They were, really they, held, good. they were really good. They held the three seed even without uh, Brandon Ingram for a while, who's missed almost half the year, right? They're good when they have Zion and they're fully healthy. As you said, it's a big if. What I'd like to see in this game is don't repeat some of the same mistakes that we've seen them repeat. There's been a lot of questions about the coaching staff and the ability of this Mm -hmm. coaching staff and head coach Willie Green to take this team to the next level because it seems like they've been very stubborn in certain things that they do. You have Trey Murphy, who's a second-year player, who has scored over 40 points in a game this season. He has a game with 10-plus made threes in it, and at times they just don't get him the ball. 
And it seems like that's a guy you want to kind of feed and run plays for. There's mm. times when there's just no off-ball movement and it's Brandon Ingram dribbling the air out of the ball and then driving into a contested long mid-range jumper. Can you cut that stuff out? Can you play your offensive game? And if they do, they'll be able to win this. It'll just give me more confidence going into next season that maybe this coaching staff has figured some things out and they're not just kind of stuck in their ways and repeating some of these very stubborn mistakes. If you're going to try and upgrade this roster over the offseason, and I don't, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but is it as simple as like, let's just have Zion and Brandon Ingram be healthy? Or is there something... Um, structural about this team that you think needs to be improved for them to take that proverbial next step? Yeah. It, it, first and foremost, it's health. Just just be healthy right. and this team will be good. I promise y'all this team will be, be good if they're healthy. <laughs> Zion is not special of a talent, right? But we don't know if that's going to be the case. And if you're betting on him to play more than half the season, it, it might be a foolish bet. If they are healthy, and even if one of them's injured and one of them's playing, you still need more shooting. You need more credible three-point threats. In that game against the Minnesota Timberwolves that they lost, they were three of 21 from three. It's 14%. They need to be taking more threes than Seems that. Bad. They need to be, yeah, it's not great, right? They need to be taking more threes than that. They need to be making more threes than that. And when you have guys like Josh Richardson taking five three-pointers in a game, only making one of them that's not going to get it done stay up to date all year on the new orleans pelicans by subscribing to locked on sports today and locked on pelicans on your favorite podcast app and on youtube coming up the WNBA added some potential stars monday night we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed the WNBA draft began Monday night with Aliyah Boston's name getting called. The newest member of the Fever spoke with Locked On Women's basketball host Howard Megdal. I'm curious what your conversations have been with Lynn Dunn. Um, you know, obviously you bring uh, a two-way play to this game, but in particular, your defensive prowess was uh, above and beyond, and something that you know Indiana definitely needed. So, take me through what those conversations have been like. Yeah, we talked quite a few times, um, and she's just saying that she's just super excited to get to know me. Um, she was very welcoming, um, and I got to talk to the entire staff, and it just almost made me feel at home, even before this was um, a real reality, um, and so I'm just really thankful to everybody there. With the sixth pick in the draft, the Atlanta Dream added Haley Jones from Stanford. Locked on women's basketball's Jackie Powell got a chance to speak with Haley. You were sort of talking about how the Atlanta Dream is there on the rise, they have new ownership. How are you looking to come into the league and, and look to sort of change the status quo as something that the Dream have prided themselves on? Status quo in terms of like basketball or just in general? The status quo of, of how the league functions and how the league does things. Um, I think I'm just looking to come in. The way that I've grown a lot from my freshman year until now is I've become, I don't know, I think more outspoken. I like to advocate for things. Um, 
just kind of be myself, be genuine, authentic. So um, as I move into the league, I look to do the same things um, on the court, being open and honest with my teammates, being a sponge, ready to learn, and then off the court, you know, speaking up for what I believe in. If changes need to be made, I'm not afraid to say what I think, have the tough conversations, I want to be in those rooms and push the league to the next level. And I think everybody ahead of me has done an amazing job of blazing the trail that now I need to be a part of. And so just kind of continuing to Stay up to date on the WNBA all year by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Women's Basketball on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. And finally, never tell Jimmy Butler the odds. Also Han Solo. When asked about being labeled an underdog, Butler had this to say. Nope, it's all the same. Nobody pick us and win last year either, so Y'all not going to put us win this year. Still don't give it down. Um, in 10 years, y'all still not going to put us. Still don't give it down. So I'm going to play with my daughter, man. Y'all have a great evening. If there is a team in the league that relishes being the underdog, it is going to be the Miami Heat. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, which play-in game winner will make it the farthest in the NBA playoffs? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.